Monday. It's June 8th. And the word of the day is defenestrate, which means to throw something or someone out the window. Used in a sentence, defenestrate is a great word to avoid when you're hanging out with Eric Clapton. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, good point. He prefers everything be said in racial epithet anyway. I'm no illusions. <laughs> I'm Heath Enright, and broadcasting delayed from America's far center, we are the Skeptocrats. On episode 19, we'll see who won our ongoing Find the Intentional Mistake We Snuck Into the Show on Purpose and Email Us About It contest. Donald Trump recruits a Nazi doctor to help advise the Pentagon on nuclear policy. Alex Jones will ooze more stupid into the world. And we'll all learn to stop worrying and love the bomb. But first, the Roundup. In sports-slash-criminal justice news, FIFA's arch-villain and man whose name sounds like a half-hearted attempt at an anagram, Sepp Blatter, ended his 17-year run as that organization's president when he resigned amid escalating scandal. Platter beps! The best I could do was uh, battle preps, I believe. Blatter intends to spend his retirement enjoying more time with his family back at the lair, though criminal justice officials in at least 209 member nations might want to weigh in on that before he settles on those plans. Archaeologists announced the discovery of a new hominin species in Ethiopia from about 3.3 million years ago. For those of you keeping score at home, that's Science 1, Creationism 0. Updates to follow as more evidence unfolds. I think we're going to win. Russian-backed separatists have launched their deadliest attack yet in Ukraine. At least 19 people died during an offensive to take the city of Marinka. Putin continues to insist that Russia is not arming the rebels and suggests that maybe they got those 10 tanks that they were using from eBay. Or something like that. You don't, you don't American know. Police Department there. <laughs> For example, yeah. In twice-bitten news, Barcelona defeated Juventus by the score of 3-1 to in the UEFA Champions League final, with the winning goal coming from Luis Suarez of Uruguay, the dentally fixated Mike Tyson of soccer. <laughs> the Associated Press is reporting that South Korea successfully fired two ballistic missiles that are capable of hitting targets anywhere in North Korea. No word yet on when Kim Jong-un will use one of them to execute a nephew, but I would take the under. <laughs> Put my money on the under. In We Really Hate Books News, 29 people were killed and another 38 hospitalized, when two men that definitely weren't atheists carried out a suicide bombing at a large public market in Yola, Nigeria. It appears the attack by Boko Haram may have failed to accomplish its purpose, though, as the Western Hemisphere University system remains intact and continues to involve lots of women reading stuff. Damn it, if they're not going to try. Greek Prime Minister Alexis Cyprus is slowly realizing that those people that elected him thought he was serious, and that's going to be a problem. (laughs) Speaking of Greek tragedies, the G7 summit kicked off yesterday with leaders from Germany, France, Italy, the UK, Japan, Canada, and the United States meeting to discuss cooperative policy. The docket includes plans for a newly launched international clean air project called the Global Apollo Program, and also a discussion of how to make sure the economy of Greece doesn't completely implode, which seems to be about to do. But most importantly... It's a super expensive party at a luxury hotel in the Bavarian Alps to spite Vladimir Putin. 
after we kicked him out of what used to be the G8 for invading Crimea. That's what you get, motherfucker. The death toll from Middle East Respiratory Syndrome in South Korea has risen to six, with ten times as many cases diagnosed. World health officials warn that if the outbreak gets much worse, they may have to update the name of the syndrome. (laughs) In domestic news, the NSA was told to stop spying on American citizens last week. From now on, AT&T, Verizon, and Sprint will be in charge of that. Apparently. More on this story, including the worst acronym ever, coming up in headlines. bad. A team of FDA advisors have recommended the approval of phlebanserin, or Chick Viagra, so if the dental advancements and space exploration weren't enough to do it for you, get on board with science, man. The horny (laughs) women should do the trick, I would think. (laughs) And if your clit erection lasts more than four hours, contact me. Unable to find any baby seals to club, two Texas brothers decided to shoot guns at dolphins instead. What? Yeah, both of those things are illegal, and they will each receive a fine of approximately $7,500 and a year of probation during which they're not allowed to kill things. That's pretty no fucked up. No killing things. And in 2016 news tonight, Rick Perry thinks Lucy isn't going to pull the football away like she did all the other times, <laughs> and that this time she's actually going to leave it there and but she will. kick it. Yeah, she will definitely. And he's going to fall. It's going to be funny. In rich people sports, for the first time in 37 years, we have a triple crown winner in American thoroughbred horse racing. And for the first time ever, the horse's name has a typo. Oh, God, that's been fucking with me so much. (laughs) Right? After winning the Kentucky Derby and the Preakness Stakes earlier this spring, American Pharaoh, with Pharaoh spelled wrong, Mm -hmm. and jockey Victor Espinosa won the Belmont Stakes by five and a half lengths, capturing the Triple Crown. This, coupled with Obama being the Muslim Antichrist, likely means the end is nigh. Five and a half lengths, that's like one of our donors' cocks. A team of surgeons at the Anderson Cancer Center in Houston, Texas, performed the world's first partial skull and scalp transplant on a 55-year-old software developer who suffered a large head wound from cancer treatment. Impressive. Following the surgery, Donald Trump asked on behalf of a friend how much that costs. <laughs> can, you, can you do that outpatient? We've got more on this week's top stories coming up soon, but first we'll take a look at the really stupid underbelly of free speech. Given the depressingly large amount of public stupidity from celebrities, politicians, and media voices, we decided the only way to keep up is to devote an entire segment all its own to society's depressing stream of horribly chosen words. Here are this week's finalists in ascending order of egregiously awful. Welcome to the premiere of Abuse Your Words. And who better to inaugurate a segment about stupid assholes with too much power than our old pal Scalia the Hutt. Great start. The only Supreme Court justice who moonlights as a pot of gold protector apparently mistook his age for humanity's age in the following quote, straight from Scalia's primary <laughs> facehold. Quote, humanity has been around for at least some 5,000 years or so. Close. At least, yeah. Ballpark. And I doubt that the basic challenges as confronted are any worse now or, alas, much different from what they ever were, end quote. <laughs> really? Adam and Eve with the poison fruit, now us dealing with the GMOs, it's really no different. Apparently. Yeah. So Scalia gets a mention for A, missing the actual age of humanity by a factor of 20, and B, implying that gnawing off your gangrenous, tick-infested leg in such a way as not to attract the giant carnivorous kangaroos that are trying to eat you is basically the same as the challenges we face today. Well done, sir. 
Next up, we have Michael Savage of the Savage Nation radio show. Of course we do. During an episode from last week, he managed to trace the beginnings of society's destruction by homosexuals all the way back to the first seatbelt laws. (laughs) Fascinating stuff. Man, when you start delving into the byproducts of Michael Savage's gay seatbelt bondage fetishes, nobody's safe. (laughs) Nobody's happy and nobody's safe. So here's how Savage got there. He starts by asking, quote, how did the gays and lesbians get us in such a lock grip where we accept whatever they do to us now as just another incremental destruction of our civilization? What are they doing? It to? started with the seatbelt. Of course <laughs> That's it right. did. Yeah. Uh-huh. Continuing. So everyone now automatically puts a seatbelt on. Automatically now everybody checks themselves no matter what the pervert says to them. No matter what the six Hundred- sisters in the colleges do to their children, they say I'm not going to say anything because I have to wear the seatbelt around my mouth. Okay, so clearly he's wearing it wrong, but I'm just wondering where (laughs) all he thinks it goes. You know, because, like, obviously he's doing it in a way way more invasive than the way I am. So maybe somebody once convinced him that the seatbelt actually goes up the ass and everybody who knows him hates him so no one will tell him that's not true. I like that. I'm going to think that. So just to recap, that's seatbelt laws to gay destruction of society – to a subconscious desire to cover up for child molesters, which is the same as gay. So yeah. Metal contention. Oh, clearly. And, of course, when a headline contains the words Santorum and science, you know it's either ripe for this segment or an Ig Nobel Prize involving anal sex cleanup. And, unfortunately, it was the former this time around. And even more unfortunately, it was about Ricky disagreeing with the Pope's uncharacteristically reasonable stance on climate change, despite belonging to the religion that thinks that dude's infallible. <laughs> no good. Dickie's stance is getting soft. Right. Not a good sign for his you campaign. soft Santorum. Especially considering his entire voting base is maniacally Christian. They're not yeah. going to like this. Right. Rick Santorum actually had the audacity to tell someone else to leave the science to the scientists. But that's... Probably not going to be quite enough for the win this week. Well, that's because Alan Keyes has obviously played this sort of game before. Professional. He went full Godwin like only a seasoned veteran does, explaining that democracy plus marriage equality implies Nazi death camps. We may just have a winner. (laughs) We might just. After a German cardinal publicly agreed with the Ireland same-sex marriage decision, citing democracy... Keyes wondered, quote, so if the people of Germany voted tomorrow to renew the Holocaust, would the cardinals say the German state is duty-bound to reopen the death camps? Yes, pretty much same thing, right? I I wonder if, A, he knows that's rhetorical, and B, if he knows which way that's rhetorical. (laughs) So many points for Keyes. Jesus fucking priest. As a bonus, he justified the gay marriage to Nazi Holocaust comparison by adding, quote, Surely misleading millions of people into mortal sin will be a spiritual holocaust, end quote. Oh, that's pretty much the same. Easily Jews good done. enough for a top seed and great chance to make the podium. Well, here we'll find out because I've got the envelope right here. Turns out that this week's winner is Alex Jones. <laughs> and you'll find out why in the headlines, which are coming up. Won by so much. Oh, yeah, like hundreds of points. Joining me for headlines tonight is fellow skeptic rat, No Illusions. Noah, you've seen the Mad Max feminist propaganda film twice now. Can you feel the ovaries growing in? I am menstruating as we speak, sir. <laughs> and, and lactating. 
Doing both. <laughs> Multitasking. So before we get started with headlines, quick programming note. The Skeptocrat will be off the air, unfortunately, for four weeks, starting after next week's episode. Yeah, sorry, We've guys. We've got a whole bunch of work that needs to be done. We need to catch up, and we need to free up a little extra time to do that. Kind yeah, of has to sorry. I, there's really just no way around this unless we actually started hiring Guatemalan orphans to chip in on the writing, and that's just a bit. We don't really do that. So <laughs> we'll have a new show for you next week at its usual time, but episode 21 will not air until July 20th. With apologies. All right. With that out of the way, we are ready to check in with Twitter. Trending this week was hashtag edible bands. Would you like to play or pass? Edible bands. I'll go with uh, KFC and the Sunshine Band. <laughs> well done. What about um, change a letter. Red Velvet Underground? Oh, there you go. Soylent Green Jelly? See, now I'm glad I didn't go with Velveeta Underground because I thought about that at first and I, <laughs> I didn't want to seem low class. And this week's random stranger winner was at... Dave Haas won with a solid string of three. He went with David Lee Broth, Motley Croutons, and Oreo Speedwagon. Well played, Dave Haas. Well, I'll, I'll give him points for being clever, but the plating sucks. Those three together. <laughs> well, it's not pretty, but I've had croutons and Oreos in broth. We called it hot chocolate bread water. <laughs> wasn't bad. In our lead story tonight from the Bulk Smash File. After overwhelming approval by the House of Representatives in May, the Senate approved the USA Freedom Act as well by a vote of 67 to 32 last week, and President Obama signed it into law. In theory, this means the NSA can no longer spy on American citizens by collecting all of our phone data. Instead, the phone companies are in charge of maintaining the information, and government agencies can only acquire this data through the court system. So basically... That part of the Patriot Act is gone, and we're going back to using the Constitution for laws again. Mm -hmm. But as we've mentioned before, this probably doesn't change anything in practice because we don't have double secret spy agencies to check on the NSA so they can do pretty much whatever the fuck well, they want. Well, and yeah, I, I guess it's just, it's such a good thing the only evil provision in the Patriot Act was, that was being wildly misinterpreted by our ignominious intelligence agencies was the one that Edward Snowden told us about. But now we're, now we're safe because they can't, they can't look at everybody's shit, just people that are suspicious, people who know people who are suspicious and people who know those people. <laughs> That's the new rule. That's a good rule. So, Critics of the new law, who preferred an extension of the original Patriot Act, like Mitch McConnell and John McCain, for example, argue that it weakens national security. But proponents, like Rand Paul, argue that the new law was a great way to gain support for my presidential campaign by grandstanding. <laughs> now, to be fair to Ein Galt over there, grandstanding in the GOP often means siding with the vast majority of Americans. So, True, yeah. yeah. But everyone on both sides of the issue certainly agreed that it was easily the most belabored acronym in American history. That's <laughs> right. The USA Freedom Act isn't just a clever name. It stands for Uniting and Strengthening America. So yes, they forgot USA was already an acronym for something. Uniting and Strengthening America by Fulfilling Rights and Ending Eavesdropping, Dragnet Hyphen Collection, and Online Monitoring Act. Come on, guys. How about the underhanded spy agency foiling redundant establishment of existing domestic ordinances motherfuckers act? That would work. 
You didn't see me pushing out with a bunch of hyphens and unaccounted for conjunctions and bo- motherfucker is one word. That counts. Absolutely. And in Mikhail Mouse news tonight, Russian autocrat and man who tells people his evil plan before he kills them, Vladimir Putin has announced that his government will invest over $360 million on a military-themed amusement park where Russians can get together and celebrate their dominance in FIFA official bribing. Yes, that's right. Instead of cartoon animals and fantasy creatures, Russia is going with an amusement park dedicated to things we kill people with. (laughs) So it's a theme park about... Armed rebel insurgents in Crimea? That and more, I guess. Now, the Russian media is already referring to the park as the military Disneyland, which is, as it happens, exactly what I would have thought of in the first place if you said Russian theme park. The stated goal of the Russian defense ministry is to create the only theme park in the world that simulates aspects of military life. Because nothing says fun like Russian boot camp, I guess. It's hard to imagine why nobody beat him to the punch on this. With more on this story, we turn to roving reporter Lucinda Lusions, who is live in Moscow for a sneak peek at the new park. Lucinda, how are things looking there? Like the Battle of Stalingrad, except with giant turkey legs, Heath. <laughs> that sounds unpleasant. No, the turkey legs are actually pretty good. Yeah, okay, that, that part sounds delicious. I was talking more about the Battle of Stalingrad part. Oh, it's just part of the park, Heath. They have all these fake dead Nazis around to remind people of a time when their military could intimidate countries bigger than the Ukraine. I see. So you're saying the dead Nazis are decorations at the park? Exactly. So how do the park goers seem to like those? Everybody's smiling ear to ear, Heath. Mostly because we're being monitored and anyone seen not having enough fun will be poisoned to death with polonium. Okay, that makes more sense. So have you had a chance to ride any of the rides yet? Yeah, the Gulag flume was awesome, but Pirates of the Caspian was really disappointing. Really? Yeah, you just ride a boat by a bunch of hackers trying to break into Americans' IRAs. <laughs> sounded exciting. So, is the whole thing military-themed? Well, they have a Russian version of Mission Space, but most of the time you run out of oxygen or die in re-entry. Sounds slightly more dangerous than the Disney version. Mm. Any other non-military rides? Well, in Russia, there's a thin line between official government operation and organized crime. So there's a section of the park that's devoted to the Russian mafia. The Roller Cosa Nostra looks like it'll be a lot of fun when they finish it. I see. Are there any other operational rides yet? They have a Tower of Terror ride. Is it the same one like at Disney? No, it's just a tower. But the building inspectors were all bribed, so it's still pretty fucking scary. (laughs) Are there many... Families out. Oh, sorry to cut you the- off, Heath, but I've got to run. Every hour they feed a political dissident to the orca, and I already missed it once when I was on the bumper czars. <laughs> All right, well, have fun with that. Yeah, it's either that or get fed to the fucking whale, bro. So yeah, you can count on it. All right, thank you, Lucinda. And in rocket full of kryptonite news tonight, father made billionaire and guy whose forehead seems to be rejecting a pubic hair transplant from a chemo patient, Donald Trump, generated meaningless attention for his quadrennial failure to get the GOP presidential nomination by recently suggesting he has a secret plan to defeat ISIS, but he's saving it for later. Oh, well, saving it I've got later. a plan for defeating ISIS, too. We could make Donald Trump their CEO. <laughs> Could do the trick step. in a matter of months. Trump's first mention of his treasonous withholding of information from the U.S. government came during an interview with Greta Van Sustern in late May, and he continued not discussing the plan last week during a conversation with Iowa Talk Radio host Simon Conway. 
Donald once again refused to give details, just generally describing his strategy as foolproof. But let's just put things in perspective. Trump also thought running a bunch of games rigged in your favor at a casino was foolproof. And it usually is. And it is for almost everybody, (laughs) except Trump. And that might be part of the reason that despite Trump's whining about it, Obama and the Pentagon haven't contacted him about taking over as commander-in-chief for a little bit to do huh. his secret plan. All right. Now, I, I, I promised the Donald I wasn't going to do this, but but I know his plan, and it's actually a pretty good one. So in the event of a Trump presidency, he's going to use the combined winged frogs, avian pigs, and flying anal monkeys that people keep telling him will accompany his election, and he's going to blot out the sun with them until the terrorists say uncle. <laughs> And in that crystal ball ain't going to gaze into itself news tonight, Manhattan charlatan and merciless bitch Priscilla Del Maro was arrested last week after allegedly conning an advertising executive out of almost three quarters of a million dollars for psychic demon cleansing. Now, the New York Post headline actually reads, Psychic cheats heartbroken man out of $700,000 after girlfriend dies. Just like when they cover the Jonestown Massacre with the headline, Genuine Risen Incarnation of Jesus Poisons Followers Kool-Aid, because he's not a fucking, she's not a psychic, she's a fucking fraud. It should say fraud. Cheats a man out of goddamn 700,000. No, in defense of the post headline, though, I was happy to find out that Google defines psychic as someone that claims to have magical powers. That's good. However, lots of other dictionaries haven't caught up yet, and none of the ones I saw had the word fraud in the definition anywhere, and that's a problem. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of problems, to all the victim-blaming folks who are already asking what the advertising executive was wearing when she duped him out of all of this money, I urge you to be sympathetic here. This guy is not an idiot. He wasn't asking for it. He didn't deserve it. He was the victim of a professional con artist, just like a lot of intelligent people have been before. And I should note that I'd usually say alleged professional con artist, since she hasn't been convicted for anything or anything, but she freely admits to being a professional psychic, and that's basically like having a confession on your fucking business card. So I'm just going to call her a fraud. Well, it sounds like she's just an expensive version of all the other psychics that are somehow allowed to keep operating a business in this country. Is, is there a, a law about a fraud price ceiling? How does No, but there work? is a law about how it comes about. So, so here's the story. The unnamed Mark goes to this chick for a psychic reading, and he pays a whopping $2,500 for it. So far, that's legal for some reason. I don't Great. Literally fucking him for the same money wouldn't be. Go figure. So <laughs> during the reading, she tells the dude that there are demons surrounding his girlfriend, and wouldn't you know it, she can exercise those demons for the low, low price of more money. And if she doesn't, it'll be bad luck for his girlfriend. And the dude reacts rationally to this. He he told her no, and he went home. And if his girlfriend hadn't suddenly and unexpectedly died shortly thereafter, he probably never would have gone back. Wow. Um, But why did he go back? Because they found, like, demons in the autopsy? What? Well, probably not. But, like, to his credit, his girlfriend just died, so he's obviously not thinking straight. And, And that's where the merciless horror of this whole thing kicks in. Now that he's depressed and all fucked up, he goes back to the psychic that probably says this to, you know, this your girlfriend has demons line thing to everybody she meets, but he doesn't know that. He just knows that she warned him that his girlfriend was going to die and he didn't do anything about it at all. So instead of saying, hey, you know, entertainment purposes only and all, you didn't actually do anything wrong, she allegedly said, well, here's a list of other people that you love that have demons around them, so let's make sure this doesn't happen again, eh? Wow. And in Tuck My Dick News Oh, tonight. good dick jokes. That's always dick an easy way to like... right up. Yeah. <laughs> Vanity Fair magazine made a whole bunch of ignorant heads explode last week when they released their latest issue with a photo of transgender celebrity Caitlyn Jenner on the cover. 
Among conservative media commentators, most of the explosions were followed by extremely offensive rants about the civil liberty to infringe upon civil liberties of other people. But one particular response stood out from all the rest. And, and damn, was that hard to do. Yeah, competitive field, absolutely. <laughs> but Alex Jones had no problem locking down the victory on his radio show last Tuesday. He thinks the Illuminati shadow government is secretly injecting anti-hetero chemicals into juice boxes, thus controlling the population size by creating mentally ill people that don't procreate. Which, of course, explains why gay and transgender people are constantly amputating body parts and shooting themselves with guns to create sexy bullet holes. And they're pedophiles. He said all, he said all of that, that stuff. stuff. No bullshit. I mean, first of all, how stupid are these fucking Illuminati? This is like inventing a time machine so you don't have to spring for the DVR. I mean, <laughs> if you're going to poison juice boxes to control the population... Wouldn't, like, gay-making transgender poison at the very least be an inefficient kind of poison to use? Because, like, all the poisons work for population control when you put them in juice boxes. I'm just... Just do the chemtrail thing and you're all set. Why would you go and do that, too? That's complicated. Yeah, so there's a lot to process here from Um, Mr. Jones. Let's start with the gay juice box thing. If I had a dollar for every time you said that. He's actually been talking about this one for years, and the Caitlyn Jenner story just further confirmed his theory that so-called... Estrogen mimickers in, like, high sea and Capri Sun must be causing all the changes to human sexuality. Uh-huh. From there, Jones decided to continue his argument with this perfectly relevant point, showing the clear link between juice boxes and amputations. Quote, people go and they chop fingers off, arms off, but also the big thing is what? they'll get molten lead, pour it on their backs to have big scarification. End quote. That relates. Following this guy's logic is like watching Michael J. Fox play Connect the Dots with a swarm of fleas. (laughs) And let's also not forget about the obvious connection between transgender people and the cosmetic use of firearms. Who said I was forgetting that? Especially (laughs) considering the transgender favorite orifice, which everybody knows is the gunshot wound. Jones seems to think that Caitlyn Jenner has something to do with people who, quote, like to get shot with 357 magnums through up under their chest, but missing the heart to blow a huge shrapnel hole in the back, and those are real sexy, supposedly. What? This is the big new push, and you're not cool enough to understand how <laughs> wonderful it is to be shot with a 357 magnum, or how cool the bullet holes are. It'll become sanctified, it'll become a religion, end quote. And then I guess he ran out of new material, so he closed it out with an old standard, likening the LGBT community to the pedophiles over at NAMBLA. Of course he did. no rant is complete without a <laughs> NAMBLA close. So, of course, we went ahead and put our own, very own team of one-armed, dehorn flogging purple penis eaters to the task of coming up with our top five government conspiracy gender and sexuality-altering soft drinks. <laughs> yes, we did. Number five. Sierra Sodomist. Take seven, up yours. That sounds ambitious. That's a, that's a lot of dicks. <laughs> inches, inches. Oh, oh, oh. At number four. That sounds fun, though. Brokeback Mountain Dew. Chode red. <laughs> Get some in the wide mouth can. None of that annoying glug from the uh, oh, yeah, Santorum cleanup on the way out. 
all the joys of felching without that awkward phone call to your oral hygienist the next day. <laughs> There's a market for that. At number three, Sobe Knife Water, Slain the Lizard. Reminds me of a very cool scene in Mad Max. Sorry. <laughs> At number two, Orange Slice. Lose that Boehner and get some tan. <laughs> defunct powdered beverage couldn't be any worse at leading a majority. Sure, why not? <laughs> and at number one, Nantucket Nectars. There once were two men from Nantucket. And then one of them decided... You get the idea. Right, yeah, right, right. <laughs> like Welch's Gape Juice. Makes your lips smack. Oh, shit. You hear that, Alex Jones? It's Glenn Baxfall. <laughs> with, the, with the Welch's. Get him! Get him, Alex! We'll pit them against each other. It'll be fun. <laughs> Man, tuck connectors. We're loose, guys. And that's going to do it for episode 19. Thanks to No Illusions for the thing with the guy and the drugs. Thanks to his lovely <laughs> wife, Lucinda, for braving the Crimea Lazy River at Russian Military Disneyland. And thanks to all the listeners that liked us on Facebook, followed us on Twitter, and sent us feedback on the other various internets. Please keep doing that. Please keep listening. And please keep telling your friends. And if you find the naive stupidity of our giving away a free show business model to be oddly charming, please feel free to send us gifts of money at our donation page at patreon.com slash skeptocrat. Just like Evan, Chris, Richard, Kevin, Toby, and Weston, who possess especially vascular genitals, about which that song is. <laughs> and whether or not you're feeling financially benevolent like those fine people, if you enjoyed our brand of whimsy, and you'd like to hear more dick jokes free of charge, check out our podcast award-winning sister show, The Skating Atheist, available on iTunes, Stitcher, or directly from skatingatheist.com. We just have one last thing. Let's compliment that penist. Special thanks to Troubadorian scaler Ryan Slotnick of Evil Giraffes on Mars. He is the creator of the virtuosic musical stylings you heard today, which were used with his permission. You should definitely check him out using the links we'll provide or by Googling the only band called Evil Drafts on Mars. Until next time, catchphrase sign-off. What the fuck is going on here? <laughs> the words are in front of me and I'm looking at them. <laughs>